0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to iBug Buzz for November twenty second, 2021. This is our 510th meeting. I can't believe I've been to that many meetings. I'm going to get a badge or something. OK, so Sonya is the co-host, and we are going to be talking about iPhones, iPads, iOS TV, and anything else relating to Apple iProducts. So this meeting is is being recorded and there are a few housekeeping issues that we need to go over. First of all, keep in mind that since we do not use the raised hand issue um, feature on uh, iBug Buzz, in Zoom, that you will have to do one of several things depending upon what device you're using. If you're using an iPad, iPhone, please mute and unmute yourself when you wish to speak. You do this by hitting the button in the lower right-hand corner of your phone. On an iPad, the button is in the center top of the iPad. For a Mac, you will use the key combination, Command-Shift-A, for a computer, you will use Alt-A. Now for both computers, you can also use the spacebar to um, mute and un- unmute and mute yourself. Um, and for a telephone, you will use the star six key combination. And let me see, as I said, the meeting is being recorded, so please be respectful of everyone else on here. You can also listen to our meetings on YouTube, on your podcast um, app, whichever one that may be, or on your favorite smart speaker. And I think that is about it. So we will go around the room and introduce ourselves. And did I miss anything, Sonya?
1: Sounds good. And just remember, so when you wanna speak or ask a question or answer questions, wait until, until it's quiet and then say your name and then let one of the facilitators, that would be Jim or me recognize you and then you can proceed. Thanks, Jim. Great job. Okay.
0: Please also keep in mind that we want to keep the background noise to non-existent. If we have to warn you twice, the Sanja will be released and you won't like it. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, great. So, So let's all introduce ourselves. I'm your mystery host, Jim. And if you guess my name, you win the contest. And I'm from Pennsylvania, so we're all unmuted now, so we can all go around and introduce ourselves. And we'd like to recognize those people who have never called in before, and this is their first time. Please let us know what i device you use and where you're from. And Susan I'm from, from S- Houston. Susan from Houston. Susan, welcome.
2: Good evening. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: And Thank you, the same Daddy to from
2: you. Baytown.
0: I'm sorry. Claudio from Baytown. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, quite that was this. Shelby and Claudio. Welcome. Okay. From Baytown. Okay. Oh, well, welcome. Okay. This is
3: Herbie in Houston.
0: Herbie, how are you? You sound really good tonight. You must have done, must have been eating your Wheaties.
4: Chanel, also in Houston. And happy
5: Thanksgiving, everyone.
0: And welcome, Chanel. And happy Thanksgiving to you, too.
5: Terry from Arlington Heights, Illinois.
0: All right, Terry.
6: Priscilla from Allington, Texas. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody.
0: Priscilla, how are you today? All right. We're
7: great. How are you?
0: Good, good.
7: This is Stephen from Austin. Jim, happy Thanksgiving to you Steve. and everyone else. Thank you very much. And welcome. This is
6: Marvin from Chicago. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Look,
0: you guys stepped on each other. I heard somebody from Cincinnati and Marvin, I think correct a9 nine cincinnati okay all right who else do we have this is
8: ned from kyle texas hey ned happy Hold thanksgiving it. all y'all that's plural for you all
0: okay this is shree from judy. virginia shree how are you and who else
9: judy in connecticut
0: oh judy in connecticut okay welcome Good. judy Adam from Chicago. Adam from Chicago, how are you?
8: This is Dan from Southern California.
0: Hey, Dan, how are you? Glad to see you back. Anyone else?
1: This is Sadhne. Jody
6: from New Hampshire, happy Thanksgiving.
0: All right, Sadhne and Jody, okay. Welcome both of you.
10: Freddie from Southeast Texas.
0: Well, welcome. Freddie, yeah. And anyone else? Okay. Well, I guess we can start now. And anyone that has an iOS issue, anyone that hasn't uh, been recognized or had the opportunity to speak for a while, please step up to your microphone.
9: this is adam
0: yes how can we help
9: you I, I want to know about emergency contacts um adding someone to the emergency contact list i know you could do it through contacts there's other ways you could add a phone number to the emergency contact my question is this if i added someone to emergency contact. Is there a way that I could test it with the person so that A, I know how to activate it and B, uh, the person who's designated as the contact would uh, then we could practice what it'd be like for them if an emergency signal went out to them. And then finally, C, I assume 911 or some other emergency agency is not being also contacted. Thank you.
0: Okay, now, does anyone have any ideas on how to deal with emergency contacts?
3: This okay. is Herbie. Herbie, go ahead. I, you know, I know, of course, of, like, the emergency bypass, and I know of, like, emergency contacts for the Apple Watch, where you can have one set for, like, the fall detection. Um, But I'd be curious to know more about um what you're referring to there, Adam, because that definitely sounds like that could be... An interesting thing, but I've definitely heard about it for the watch where it, um, you know, like if you have a fall or whatever, it'll alerts, you know, the person you've listed as an emergency contact. And I think that does call 911. But I don't know how that works with the actual, just the phone. So I'm I'm assuming you're talking about the phone or are you talking about the Apple Watch?
9: Go ahead, Adam. Uh, This is Adam. I'm talking about uh, the iPhone and I'm talking when you set up a contact, you could designate them to add them to the emergency contact list. Am I saying that correctly? Or am I misusing some uh, terminology?
0: Sonia. Sonia. Go ahead I
1: think how it works is okay. I mean, nine one one. I mean, so I think what I, I'm understanding that you want to do is you want to like put like you put me down as your emergency contact. Okay, so then you're like, okay, if something happens, you call nine one one, then I would get an alert. Is that what you're wanting to try out?
9: Is that what you're? Is that the situation? This is Adam. Yes. yes. And I, that that was one of my questions, uh, Sonia. Okay. If you're uh, designated in my contact book as emergency contact, um, there's no way that I could just uh, send out an alert to the people in my emergency who are designated as emergency contacts, or do I have to contact emergency service, like
7: 911.
1: Yeah, I would have to read more about it. I do not know. If anybody else knows, just say your name. Okay,
0: but- uh, oh, this is Jody. Oh, Jody, go ahead.
6: <laughs> you know, I really don't know, but, but what I assumed, and of course, assuming is always a mistake, but what I assumed was that your emergency contact was listed uh, you know, like I used to put ICE after people that I wanted to have as an emergency contact, where if, if uh, emergency services gets your phone, that they can access your emergency contacts through your phone and find out who they should contact. I was not aware that the emergency contact would call the people directly or alert them directly. And of course you can add those through the health app too.
3: this is Herbie. Okay. go ahead Herb. so i'm actually researching this on the fly and because and i'm not surprised to discover it. so the emergency contacts it looks like it's part of the medical id so let's see so you would do it in the health alp app and it would be in your profile so you have to this isn't something you do in contacts. This is something you would do in the health app. So, do you have that set up, Adam?
9: Uh, this is Adam. Uh, no, I don't. So, I would have to. Okay, look into so
3: that. that's um, you. So, you'll need to actually play with the health app. Um, so, okay, so it sounds like you will If you go to the health app, you select your profile, medical ID. If you've not set one up, you'll be asked to do so and there's a edit button at the top in the thing and then there's a thing for emergency contacts at the bottom um let's see then let's see okay and you get to pick the relationship to you oh i guess you can do it in the contacts app yeah or... yeah yeah okay so open contact oh you Okay, so I guess there's a button at the con. Oh, I have to look at this. There's a thing you can say add to emergency contact details.
1: Hmm. All right, this is subject. I'm I think come we back may to this. This is now. not something we can figure out right now. So, uh, good question, we Adam. Can, okay, we can come
0: back to that. I think that would probably be the best thing to do. Okay, does that meet with your? approval Adam
9: definitely thank you everyone and uh, again wishing everyone the best and a healthy Thanksgiving thank you
0: okay and you too eat too much turkey everyone okay who has the next question
11: going one this is Paul Paul how are you all right well good evening I I have a follow-up to the uh, Last Monday, I believe I can't remember the gentleman's name. He did a demo of the timer app. Yep. And go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. During during the uh, demo of the timer app, uh, Shree asked a question about: Can you hear a sort of a countdown uh, with voiceover? And the um, it, the answer pretty much turned out to be no. But what I discovered. And if this makes sense to somebody, please let me know. <laughs> when I set the timer using the app, the clock app, and then the timer tab, I do not get any kind of a feedback from Voiceover. It, it just simply counts down the seconds and, and goes off. However, when I use Siri, I can say, "Hey Siri, set a timer for ten minutes," and then. As it's counting down, it periodically does an update of the time remaining every, I'm going to say six six seconds or so. And I guess I wonder, has anyone, uh, you know, use the use the clock app enough to know if if indeed, um, well, does this make sense? I mean, I, it works it's through the Siri. Go ahead.
12: Yes. So. Um... I use the timer app on the, on the uh, clock, main clock, and sometimes when you set the timer, you have to be careful because I have had instances where uh, I'd set the timer and then come back and it would completely clear out, meaning it would look like you didn't even set the timer. Um, so you really have to make sure um, that you set it and sometimes you have to use, uh, sometimes I'd have to use other devices like the Echo or whatever.
0: Okay. Well, anyone else? Want to talk turkey about the timer? Okay. I guess we will move on to our next question or questioner. Anyone else have anything they want to bring up? Anybody found any new apps, or new games? Or... This is Herbie. Herbie, go ahead.
3: So real quick, and I'm not going to demo, but this might be something worth for maybe an Bites section or whatever we call it here. Bites, yeah. Um, but I did just play around real briefly with adding an emergency contact and uh, you just... Go to the contact, and it's uh, there at the bottom. You'll see a button that says uh, "Add to Emergency Contacts." So um, that might be worth a one of those uh, eye bug bites one of these uh, weeks.
0: No, no, that's great, Herbie. Thank you for that. And I was going to talk about emergency bypass um,
3: yeah, later on this too. evening. I'm familiar yeah. with that one, but I'd not played with the emergency contacts okay. before. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Fantastic. All right. Who else has anything they'd like to bring up?
12: This is Sophie from Baytown.
0: Yes, go ahead.
12: Okay, so um, Sandy and I had a discussion earlier. Um, I'm not sure if anyone has heard of the app called Scribd Audio, or it's called Scribd. Um, it's a it's a book subscription that you can listen to audiobooks and or articles, ebooks, books podcasts, etc. And it's only $9.99 a month versus your uh, Audible, which is $15 a month. Plus, with Scribd, you can uh, save multiple books on your shelf. And most importantly, it cuts down on your storage from BARD. Now, I would still recommend keeping your BARD because like any other services, what, what Scribd has, BARD may not have and vice versa. So, um, and they are currently working on improving their accessibility for especially challenged users. And my cousin recommended it for me. I'm sorry, we were getting some background. I'm sorry, it's me. My grandparents are watching a movie. Uh, sorry, they turned it down. I'm exercising. Uh, so basically, Script Audio is a pretty good um, uh, app for book reading. And you can save as many books as you want. And it's only $9.99 a month. And it's pretty good. I've used it and I love it. This is Shelby.
3: So this is Herbie. Uh,
1: yes, go ahead. I think Jim got muted. Go ahead. Okay, so real quick, what was the
3: name of that app one more time? It's Shelby. It's called Scrib Audio. That's S C R I B space audio.
12: I think it's S C R I B B D and then audio. Or and it's not just audio. You can like read articles, magazines, uh, e-books, like books. Voiceover will read them, but it's kind of weird. All
3: right, sounds um, cool.
12: Yeah, it's cool, and you can do. Um, I prefer the audio books just because I've attempted to listen or use the voiceover to do e-books. Yeah, it's a little scratch, but it can be doable if you, you know. Um, and most importantly, like I said it cuts down on your storage.
0: Okay, uh, this no, is that's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, yes, Shri. go ahead.
13: Is the 9.99, is it for one book per month?
12: This is Shelby. No, this is, you can save up to many, you can save more than one book, unlike Audible. You can have about five, you can have 500 books on your shelf and it's all a part of your membership. Oh, wow. I can post a link into the iBug group so you can know all about what it is and how it is. And as I said, they are making things more visually challenge friendly.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well,
12: mm-hmm. all us
0: audio files are going to love something like that.
12: Yeah. So, um, And as I said, uh, we heard Sandra and I were talking earlier that I could do a brief demo on how it works and how you can do it. How you can download books or save books. You can download or save. You don't necessarily have to download them. You just save it to your bookshelf. And then you read it. And then when you're finished, you can rate, you know, with the five stars or whatever. And then delete it. And it will be saved to your history. So if you want to go back and read it again, it's right there.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. Okay. Does anyone have anything else they'd like to bring up? Susan. Yes.
14: Yes. Um,
2: Okay. I have an iPhone 13 and uh, quite often uh, when I'm having to hold my phone, you know, when I'm somewhere and need to hold it, a lot of times it goes pop, 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 pop. You know, it's the same kind of noise it makes like when I swipe up on the side to... Get the app switcher which is fine I don't mind that but but um, when I hold it a lot of times it, it'll make that same sound and it, it gets frustrating um, making that noise. Is there a way to stop it from doing that all
1: the time?
0: Okay, so, does anyone have does any this, ideas? This is go crucial. Ahead. Yes go ahead. So how are you
1: holding the phone
2: Susan? Well, um, uh, let's say like, whenever- Just I'm normally holding that, it? Like well, in your well, well, wait, wait. Can, yeah, can wait, we just um, let
0: one of you speak at a time, please? Okay, sorry,
13: sorry. That's okay. okay. Uh,
2: yeah, I'll give you one example. Um, you know, say like I'm um, leaving the doctor's office and I'm calling MetroLyft. And so I'm, I'm holding the phone, not up to my ear, but I'm holding it in my hand naturally. Uh, and, and it'll do that, it'll pop, 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 pop. Hmm,
13: okay. This is Sri. Go ahead Sri. So are you talking about touching on the screen where there's no element and you're getting the, that, that 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 sound?
2: As far as I know, I'm not touching it. The, it that's, that's a possibility, so I'm not going to rule that out. Like okay. I said, it's the same kind of sound when I swipe up on the left to get the app switcher. And like I said, that's fine. You know, uh, in fact, that lets me know that that is taking me there. You know how it go one pop for something, two pops for something, within three, it takes you to app switcher. That's fine. But I'm talking about, you know, when this it does is- it, when I'm holding it in my hand.
11: And this is a Go Go Shrey. So
13: I suspect, Susan, you might be touching on empty space. And by default, on your phone, it makes that uh, rapid sound. You can go to settings, accessibility, voiceover, into sounds, and go um, go to audio, then go to sounds and haptics. And I believe it's under the sound selection. There is an option to select the unknown areas to turn that off so you don't hear that sound. Uh, there's Susan. Go, Susan.
2: All right, So I, I won't have to go into accessibility for that then because I've seen uh, I've been in sounds and hectic a lot of times in settings uh, so I know what you're talking about there uh, but I didn't quite get that last part. I, I go in there and I look for what is it I turn off and, and uh, I don't want to turn off the entire thing because I don't mind that popping sound when I Want
13: to go to the app switcher or something on the left-hand
0: side? This is Shri. Shri, go ahead.
13: So Susan, it's basically you have to go to Voiceover, Audio, Sounds, and Haptics. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it talks about something in the in the word in the words of like an unknown area, or I think that's what it has something like that. And if you turn the sound and the haptics, then that will go away.
2: Okay, I'll give that a shot. Okay. Uh, thanks, Shri. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do it through the, uh, accessibility. Oh, you do. Uh, yeah. Like her. Like Sri said. Okay. It sounded to me like you kind of missed that portion of it because this is working specifically with voiceover. Okay. Uh-huh. And and probably when you are holding the phone in your hand, your 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 fingers might or might not be touching the screen and you know setting it off. You know, that's, yeah. That's a
2: good possibility. It doesn't
0: take it doesn't take much sometimes.
2: You got that right. Okay. Yeah, yeah I never knew sounds and haptics uh, was also an accessibility. That's
0: yeah.
2: I never knew that, and I had to go through. He said audio something to get to
0: it. It's it's accessibility mm-hmm. sounds sounds and haptics, and then audio.
11: This I is think. free go It's free. under voiceover audio.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay, got
11: it. All right. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate
0: it. All righty. Good. Well, now who has a who has another question they'd like to ask? Anything you want to bring up?
15: It's Kathy.
0: <clears throat> Kathy, how are you? <clears throat> Good.
15: I noticed um Saturday when we were going around and people were saying what app they were thankful for. And um, a couple of people mentioned scanning, and I was thinking later, like, that should be a real important app for us. I mean, accessing print has been the major problem, but to me, scanning is always so frustrating. I never seem to be able to read what I want to read. Like, usually it's food-related, like I'll scan a frozen package and... Mm -hmm you know, it'll tell me everything but what I want to know. Like the other day, was, I was—I had two boxes of, I shouldn't admit this, but I had two boxes of um, Hostess crumb cakes. One had cream cheese in it and one did not. And I was trying to figure out which was which. And, you know, it was reading all the ingredients, which really there are way too many. Nobody should eat those crumb cakes at all. But I could not get it to just say hostess, cream filled, you know, I couldn't. So anyway, my question is, I was just wondering if someone who, who mentions the, um, that scanning was the best product. And I think, I think um, Jody was, I think Jody mentioned it. I may be wrong, but I wondered if you could talk a little about what, what scanning you do. I mean, maybe, you know, do you scan books or what,
16: because jody whatever
0: okay okay does um anybody have an answer for kathy's scanning issues i find that you may have to try more than one app but go jody. ahead jody yeah yeah
6: go, jody. you know generally speaking there seems to be a fairly standard layout for for packages so for example when i get a bag of uh tater tots out of the freezer or um, most products, when you look at the container on the back, um, the left side is, the left half is usually where they put all the nutritional information, you know, the calories and all that stuff you don't want to hear about. And then on the right side of the package is usually where they have the directions. So what I try to do is, uh, when when I'm trying to line it up, what I do is I put my elbows on the counter I put the product that I'm trying to scan on the counter and that spaces it up uh, fairly you know, even from the camera. And then I just kind of tilt the camera a little bit to the right. And it, you know, it's trial and error. You, know, you can take a picture and, and scan and see if you, you get what you want. And I, you know, hopefully, but it is frustrating to try to find the cooking directions when you've got all that information on the, on the package. And then, when you're looking for a barcode, generally speaking, it's usually in the lower left corner uh on the back, or it, you know if that's not the case, it's usually on a seam at the bottom or it might even be on the bottom of the container. You just have to uh you know search if you're leaving seeing uh seeing ai for, for looking for barcodes
0: so what you're saying it's a lot of trial and error, no matter what yeah, use. yeah, it is. You know.
6: yeah but but then again you know when you're when you want to space it i find that uh you know putting it on the counter and putting my elbows on the counter on either side of the product kind of spaces it for me for the camera and then that gives you the right distance from the product to the camera for taking a picture and it but it is pretty much trial and error and lighting has a lot to do with it too
0: yeah yeah well that's that's very helpful does anyone else have any um uh, resolutions for Kathy's problem because we're all coming over for cake and coffee. All,
15: they're almost gone.
0: Oh, well, we better hurry.
15: <laughs> Kathy, again, um, Go ahead. one of the other things that's really hard is cans. And, I mean, I look at, I have these cans of beans, you know, and I, I know some of them are kidney beans, some of them are black beans, some of them are green beans, what I call string beans. And Or is it the other way? And um, it'll just say beans, you know? And I just can't, it's almost like all this scanning technology we have should be making things so much easier. And I find like it's somehow, maybe I don't do as good a job of labeling as I used to, but-
0: Okay, go ahead, Herbie. You can always tell what beads you've had after you've eaten them.
3: So one thing to keep in mind when you're scanning stuff too, is most of these apps, I forget which one you said you were using, but most of these apps usually have these options. So there is like um, regular like text scanning, and then there's also barcode scanning. And barcode scanning, the nice thing about the disadvantage with barcode scanning is sometimes it can be harder to find the barcode. But the advantage is if you can get it to work, it'll give every give you everything in an orderly fashion. So if you scan a product, you know the t- the product name is always going to be at the top, and then so on and so forth. So that's one thing to keep in mind if you're trying to scan a product, is you might have better luck with the um, barcode than trying to do a short text or a document type scan. Okay.
13: This is true. Go ahead, Yeah, I'd like to plug something that I did a while back called Nobulens. Um, if you get a chance, Kathy, you can take a look at that, uh, um, podcast where it's relatively simple to use. You know, once you know what the item is, just using these smart tags, um, and then that's what I typically do nowadays is just put one of these, uh, tags and these, um, things. And that way I'm not searching for the barcode, whatever information that I want to put in, like. What you said about those delicious hostess stuff, just put a little tag. And then when you're done with the box, just peel the tag off or, you know, reprint reprint another one.
17: Ah, okay. That's good. Okay. Okay. Anyone else?
0: Good.
17: David. Uh, yeah. David, go ahead. Um, well, yeah, on cans, the barcode is typically right by the seam where the label is uh, pasted. You know, there's like a seam where the two parts into the label meet uh it should be kind of down near the bottom uh of course you have to make sure you get the can the right way you might have to flip it over but of course with the cans that have the uh peel um, pop tops you can usually tell which is the top of course um but it, it, another thing with that barcode scanner is if it's not a national brand it's not gonna find you know it's one of the store brands it's just gonna say unrecognized product um for the at least for the barcode um this is her Okay, Herbie, go
0: ahead.
3: So first of all, I will take one of those crumb cakes. The one without the cream cheese will be just fine. Um, um oh, anyway, I'm getting off topic here. No,
0: that's fine. Um
3: I Envision AI in especially is really good at this, but I think you can use it to like if you if a barcode isn't in the database, there's you can like, you know, copy it and put it into like Google and see if it shows up that way. So um <laughs> Some apps do let you do that if it's not in their database. So I thought I'd mention that. Oh,
0: that's that's good. That's good. Anyone else? Okay. Well, let's
17: again. Sorry. Uh, oh, go uh, ahead, Dave. Oh, one, one more thing. Yeah, for cans, I, I've been using the um, the uh, voice stream scanner, so I can just quickly take a, a snapshot of, of either side of the can. And, and most of the times, I somehow pick the right side, and it'll tell me, you know, corn. You know, you kind of listen for keywords. I mean, you don't have to listen to the whole description; it'll give you a lot, a lot of information. But so you can just determine if it's corn, is it peas, is it beans? That's the most important thing. So you don't, you know, open the wrong can. And then you know, I've been there before, where you open something you didn't want to open, and you realize, oh, it's beans. I wanted <coughs> corn, <laughs> whatever. You know, so because the scanner is very quick, the the stream scanner, and it gives you a lot of yeah. information. Uh, very quickly, at least in my um,
15: message. Okay, go ahead, Thank
14: Kathy. Thank you.
15: This is so all really helpful. One of the things that seems to happen is that it gets stuck and it's reading you all the product information. I mean, it's reading a lot of text, but it's not, it's not saying the name of the product. It's like, maybe they've written it in happy font, you know, and it's just reading the ingredients or the nutritional facts and it's just not saying you know sweet corn or crumb cakes you know it's it's like you, you, you get jody? every piece of information except the name of the stinking thing yeah
0: go ahead jody
6: yeah it sounds like you might be reading the back of the box if you turn it over and read the other side usually the the main part, of the, you know, the, the label side of it usually is, is a lot simpler and it doesn't have a lot right. of information. But right. the, other thing you, the other thing you can try to do is scan the edge of the box, either the, you know, the, the side of the box, not, not the right. front or the back, but the side of the box, because when they're putting things on the shelf or when they're taking them out, you know, it, it's usually all summed up uh, in a short text on the edge for the people that are taking the stuff out of the boxes.
13: That's great. This is Thank you.
0: Sri. Right, go ahead, and then we're going to move yeah. on, I think, because uh, Sandy will holler at us.
13: Yeah, One of the things I just want to suggest with the iOS uh, 15 uh, is the ability to take a picture nowadays, and it's supposed to be able to find the text portion of the picture and read it to you, so that's another option to try instead of scanning it. This Ooh. is Dan. Okay, Dan.
8: I just want to throw this in quickly. Um, another option, Kathy, is... Uh, if you don't already have one, you can get yourself an Echo Show, and I understand you can just hold the can the can up to the Echo Show and say, uh, you know, what is this, and it will just tell you the name of the can.
15: Yeah, yeah. I, it's Kathy. I try, so I've got all. I try a uh, voice stream. I try um, Steam AI, and um, we have the Echo Show. And honestly, I go through phases, but the Echo Show is the most annoying because she's not that consistent in what she reads she wants you to hold it in just the right place and this is Sonia. we're
1: gonna keep it to iphone okay
15: (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah sorry i
0: told you she's (laughs) at (laughs) us
15: but anyway yeah yeah sometimes it takes all three of them guts
0: okay (laughs) All right, I know everybody wants to get this stuff figured out before they start cooking their Thanksgiving dinner, but we should probably move on. Anyone else have a question they want to ask?
17: This is David. David, go ahead. Yeah, I wonder if anyone has noticed um, any problems with the, uh, well, you know, they, they brought that new feature called Focus. But then we always had the one called Do Not Disturb, which I've always had that set up ever since it was available. So like, you know, mute my notifications at, say, 10 p.m. and not let them in until 6 a.m., for example. So but when the focus came out, it looks like now it tells like, and this is pertaining to the Messengers app specifically, like if you send a message to somebody and they have the focus turned on, which I guess do not disturb is one of the focuses now or foci. Um, um, It'll say, you know, user has notifications silenced. Do you want to notify them anyway? Um, And what I've noticed is it it'll do it even when they've turned the notifications off. I mean, the uh, focus off. Um, Because I actually did on my phone. I I had do not disturb off. It, It went off and a friend tried to text me it's like 6 30 or 7 a.m or whatever and my do not, do not disturb it already turned off but she was still getting the uh, message that i had notifications uh silenced but i didn't and it kind of the same thing happened on hers too it's like it's like it's not um i don't know if it's a bug um if anyone's noticed that it, it doesn't always not always accurate on that uh
7: Okay. Anyone have any this is Steven. ideas? Uh, Steven, go ahead. Yeah, David, you are correct. Um, it, it does show you uh, if someone's notifications are turned on with the focus. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if you were at the uh, Apple workshop on Saturday, but I did a demo that it was kind of an overview of focus. And I did mention that item. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot there. I couldn't go through everything, but might give that demo a listen once it comes out on the podcast.
17: But have you found that it's it, it, it's state, it tells people their, their notification of science when they're really not? Yeah.
7: Well, no, I haven't found that particular instance, no. Okay. But it, it does, um, yeah, it does let you know. Now, how accurate it is, that's, you know, that's always up for <laughs> yeah, debate with yeah, any was of these I just
17: had noticed that it, it's kind of like stays on... Um, and unless it makes the people think that well they're not they're not getting my messages you know they're not being notified yeah when they really are whatever i don't know
7: yeah i have not used that particular aspect of focus yet uh to try it out Mm -hmm. but yeah it could be one of those things where it's glitched where it you know or you know some people do forget i've done it i've I've left focus on overnight or something and Mm -hmm. the next day and i see all these text messages i'm like when did they come in? And I look and my focus is still on. So it, it but, can happen,
17: you know, that the, way too. But the original Do Not Disturb is part of the focus now, right? That's it's correct. Like one, it's like one of the yeah. foci. Folk, folk yes. Like something. It and, is for uh, me. I, I said that for Sonny's uh, benefit. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: So one of the things that people you should also keep in mind with focus statuses, too, that unless you uncheck it, they are shared across multiple devices. So um, as far as I know, the focusing has always been is accurate in terms of whether they have it on or not. But if somebody is surprised that they are in focus mode, if they have multiple devices, including a Mac, I know we don't talk about them, but this is it actually is one of the devices that does share across, um, the thing, um, make sure they don't have like, say if they think it used to be, if you had your do not disturb turned on on your iPad, it would not necessarily be the case on your phone, but now by default it is with the new focus mode. So make sure that there people are, you know, make sure that you are aware that, you know, your focus modes are shared across devices unless you uncheck that box. So, you know, or tell it not to. So. Um, that's something else to keep in mind, too, that it may not be that you may have focused on one device and not realize it's it's on all your devices. So that's why I mentioned that.
0: Oh, good idea. All right. Anyone else? Okay. We're going to move on to the next topic, whatever that may be. This is Marty. Oh, Marty, go ahead. Hey. Um, It's
18: a watch question.
0: Oh
3: right,
18: well, watch um,
3: out,
18: watch out. Oh, oh, God. Do we have time um, for those? Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, um I'm I have the uh, simple um face and there are five complications. And what I'd like to do is because since they changed the weather stuff where you used to have your condition um and your um weather thing like together they're separate now so um i took my moon face away and i'd like to bring that back and what i want to i want to put the uh the moon thing where the, where the where the date complication is but i don't seem to be able to like when i go to edit the date complication it won't let me move on to others is there anything i'm missing or is there a way to do that
0: does anyone have the time to answer marty's watch question
13: this is Sri. Sri, go ahead um marty do you know when you go to edit when you flick um i can't remember if it's flick up or down or right and left does it go through all the options
18: well on on if i do like the the weather one of the weather complications yes it would it would go through all but on the date it just like it says calendar heading and then it has uh today's date button or something like that and i can't flick like beyond that
13: Um, this is Sri Sri, go ahead. I'm wondering if that section only allows that particular fields of option. You know, maybe that's a certain. What
18: I was, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was wondering if, if somebody had a more definitive answer. I maybe mean, that's the case or.
13: Okay. This is Sri. Sri, I would say if you, if you went through those options and it's not there, then it's probably the answer.
18: Okay. All right. Okay. I I I didn't know if Herbie or Brad had an an alternative uh, answer or,
0: but thanks, Shuri. Okay. Mm. That was nice and timely. Now, who has another question? Going once. Going twice. Anyone else? OK. Um,
13: uh, this is Shri. Susan.
0: All right, Sri then Susan. Oh,
13: OK. This question is probably someone who's uh, running, if anyone here is running beta. I wanted to find out if um, if they're running the newer beta test out there that they've noticed that they're touch on the screen has been less sensitive or randomly selecting things like, today I accidentally called Michael when I was trying to call my dad. And I wanted to see if uh, people who are running beta, if they're experiencing that issue too.
0: Okay, any any beta, beta testers out there that has an answer? This is Herbie. Herbie, go ahead.
3: So I'm currently not running the beta, but I'm a little bit confused. So what do you mean by the screen being sensitive? I don't know if I thought they'd fix the issue where if you double tap on a recent call, it calls the right person, but maybe not. Because I think that's a focus issue, not a sensitivity issue. Um, But just in general, what are you running into other issues? Or what do you mean by screen sensitivity?
13: this is free. Yep. Go free. So, um, voiceover said that I had my dad selected for my recent calls. So when right. I double tapped, it called Michael.
3: Yeah, so that's been a focus issue. I don't think that's, I don't know if I call it a sensitivity issue. I thought that had actually been fixed, though, in the more recent update. But I have not called anybody from my recent calls. But I will go... And you're running like 15.1 dot, whatever the latest one is, right?
13: That's
0: correct.
10: This is Brad. Go, Brad. Yeah. um, Actually, last week, um, if I'm correct, I think it was Terry Ann may have mentioned this, and it was actually on the favorites screen. Uh, I don't know about the recent call screen, but sure enough, a couple of days later, I experienced exactly what she was talking about, where she... um, I picked someone I got about seven or eight people in my favorites, I picked someone that was down towards the bottom. And it called my wife, who is at the very top of the list, I got it was my wife, because I can, you know, if I do some kind of mess up, it's It's not you know, it's only her, she'll figure it, she knows what's going on. But uh, it could have been embarrassing had it been somebody else. But I've not had that happen in the recent cause list. But I did have that happen. It's only happened to me once, but uh, someone, I believe it was Terry Ann, mentioned it last week on this call that they were experiencing that issue on the favorites list.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Anyone else? Okay. Any other questions to come up?
3: I think Susan had a question.
0: Oh, that's right, Susan, I beg your pardon. I apologize. What is your oh, question? Oh,
3: no problem.
2: Okay, yeah, just one more. Uh, I've been noticing that whenever I get on to the iBug Zoom room that the um, the raised hand comes up and I, I've never used it myself nice. personally, um, but it's doing it by itself. So what's causing it and how can I make it stop? Um, I don't know anything at all about using the Zoom app. So if y'all tell me to go into such and such on the app, it, it won't help me. I'm too dumb to know how to do that. But is there something in settings? And this is on my iPad I'm talking about.
0: Okay, one thing real quick and then I'll open it up for everybody. Are you are not dumb? You're just <laughs> not experienced, okay? two okay. different things <laughs> okay. um and also please do remember that zoom had an update uh pushed out recently so you might want to check that anybody else have any suggestions so
3: this is herbie
0: okay herbie go ahead
3: so what exactly it, is, it says so telling you that you have your hand raised, or what exactly is the issue that you're experiencing?
2: Yeah, it it happens. Uh, oh, this is Susan, uh, yep. a Bye few ahead. moments um, after I'm I'm in the Zoom, and then the the uh, voiceover says um, hand raised, and it only says that one time. So I I just fortunately well, no one for my bug. So, uh, I can tell.
3: Oh, sorry. I oh, can right, tell right. you. Yeah. I can tell you because I've been on the. I'm on the hosting side here. Your hand was not raised, so that's really odd. That voiceover says that you actually have to raise your hand to. Mm-hmm. Some Zoom calls do the raise hand method, and when you do that, that's under the more option. So it's not a button you can just easily push. You actually have to go find it. So I don't know why voiceover would say that, but um, it's nothing you're doing wrong.
2: Okay, this is Susan. All right, uh, yeah,
3: I won't uh, worry about it. I was
2: just, just wondering it, but as long as it's doing it only once, I won't worry about it. If it kept on doing it, then I would really worry. But anyway, thanks a lot, appreciate it.
0: Okay, fantastic, glad we could help you. All right, who else has a question? Anyone going once, going twice?
19: Yes, this is Helene.
0: Helene, yes. Yes,
19: hi. Um, I was wondering if anyone knows if the Alexa um, app was, and voiceover are repaired.
0: Okay, anybody know about the Alexa app? They did push out an update recently. I hate to keep saying that, but that's true um remember that any time a major update comes out all the apps and the people that program them seem to push out uh updates for the new software
4: this is chanel chanel yes yeah what's exactly the question about the alexa app i missed that but
0: the... uh, uh, this is helene Hel- helene go ahead
19: the voiceover was not um, working with the Alexa app and I called the Alexa app people and I got someone in Manila in the Philippines and they were very kind and they said we're working on it. Hmm. This
4: is Chanel.
0: Go ahead Chanel.
4: I know people have had problems in the Amazon app. Um, I was in the Alexa app today connecting um, headphones and a new pair of buds. And I, I guess, let's see, I, it got stuck today when it was I was trying to go to devices and it said something about device favorites and I couldn't get out of it until I closed the app and reopened it. Um, but that's about all the trouble I've had. So I guess sometimes, you know, when the apps don't cooperate, um, you can la- or sh- bleh, shut them and reopen them. Um, also, sometimes turning on screen recognition might help, but that is a little bit more complicated and that might not always um, work. But I think the app is still pretty good for the most part.
19: Um, yes, this is Helene. Helene I'm trying go ahead. to. I'm trying to um, work with. I will be going to Arizona from Woodstock, New York, December first, and I wanted to be able to have my uh, nest thermostat. Now, if I'm in the house, I can say to um, the Alexa, say, you know, uh, lower the thermostat, or what's the temperature, but when, I, when I'm, I was trying to figure out how do I do that, like when I'm not at home and the Alexa would not, it, it just, all of a sudden I would say in, in the house, Alexa, what's the, uh, lower the thermostat. And suddenly it said, um, hallway not responding.
15: Mm-hmm.
19: And, it would continue to do that and the heat was going down lower and lower and i'm in woodstock new york it was getting down lower and lower and it's pretty cold and um, i i had to i was calling the heating department and basically what it came down to was this voiceover and the alexa something was not working and now it's working i unplugged everything and i i did it all over again but I'm a little insecure about when I leave here. Is 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 it something I'm doing, or I don't know?
13: is Shree, Shree, go ahead. Um, have you installed the the Nest app also instead of relying yeah, on the? I have. App. I
19: have. I have. Yes, I have Google Home. That's what it says. Google Home, and then it says Nest and hallway, so that I can wipe my finger across the screen and raise thermostat. I just don't understand that one is a Google and and then I have Siri and then I have Alexis. So it feels like there's three different people and they don't all like each other.
13: This is Sri. Oh, Sri. I would say for that purpose, I would rely more on the Nest app because that's actually full access to the, the product where these others are linked. So uh, if you go on your vacation, I would use the, the app to control that temperature.
19: You mean the Google Home? Mm-hmm.
13: Google Home. This
14: is okay. Herbie.
0: Okay, Herbie, go ahead.
3: So going back to the original question of Alexa with voiceover, so I just use the Alexa app with the on speakerphone. It's actually a vast improvement than the way it used to be because it used to be... I'd use the app and I'd have to uh, mute voiceover practically just because it would kind of be talking over it. Um, But what it does is it kind of like tries to silence voiceover a little bit so that way it's not actually interfering with the Alexa operation. So um, that is definitely a vast improvement. So you might notice, like I did notice, like it'll muffle voiceover slightly, but when you're talking to Alexa, what it's doing is not competing. So you're not hearing, you're not talking to it and it's hearing you and voiceover saying type to Alexa at the same time, for instance. So, um, you know, the change they've made is a vast improvement.
14: Okay. I- you. Okay. So,
3: yeah. All
0: right. Does that uh, answer your question, Helene?
19: Yes, this is Helene. I, I, I'm I going to to do that. Thank you so much.
8: Uh, this is Dan. Dan, All go right.
0: ahead. Uh,
1: okay. Well, that, oh. This is Sonia. We're actually at the midpoint, Jim. So. Okay.
0: All <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we'll
1: come back to you, Dan. Hold tight. Okay. Thank you, Jim. That was fun. <laughs> Went through a lot of questions there. Great job. Thank you. All right, so here we go. Second half. We'd love for anybody who came in that wants to say hello, please say your name and where you're from.
10: This is Brad. I'm in Dallas.
1: Hi, Brad. Welcome. Hi, Nikki's here from San Francisco. Hi, Nikki. Welcome.
20: Michael in Houston.
1: Yes, sir. Welcome, sir.
8: Roy in Fort Worth.
1: Hello, sir. Welcome.
8: Linda from Mumble. Hello. Hi. Jake from Michigan.
1: Hey, Jake. Welcome.
8: Thank you. Hello.
1: Anybody else? Do I? Okay. All right. Anybody else? Yes. Okay. Yes, Kathy from
15: Tulsa. Hey, Kathy.
1: Welcome to you. All right. All right. Anybody else? Okay. Guess not. Okay. Real quick, uh, announcements for this week. Uh, Given the holiday week coming up, we actually have, let's see, we have tomorrow night, we have uh, iBug mini buzz on the clubhouse app from five to six central time, and then we have a little break and then at seven o'clock we have talk, So that'll be fun and get all your questions about the Mac, whether you have one, don't have one, all those good questions in between. Come check it out. That's always a fun call. Uh, then let's see. We are off until next Monday. We did have a great Apple uh, workshop this past Saturday. Uh, we talked about the focus app we talked about a weather app called what the forecast and then we had some helpful tips so we had steven with the focus then mo did the uh, what the forecast and then chris gave us some helpful hints and we are grateful to all of them so thank you and that should be up soon Uh, Then, uh, just getting ready for the month ahead, we will be doing our book club, so if you want to get started reading, maybe over the holiday weekend, we're going to be reading The Lions of Fifth Avenue, and that will be on December 9th, and the DB is DB 99,608, and it's about 10 hours and 39 minutes, so if you have some time, we encourage you to participate and read the book. Okay, social media, cybugtoday.org is our website. Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash is a great place to post questions, get answers, get lots of information there. Follow us on Twitter at iBugtoday. And those are our social media. We also have a free jumpstart mentoring program. If you need help with your iPhone, uh, then you could fill out on our application that's on the website. And then we will match you up with one of our amazing advanced users for whom we are so grateful and thankful. Okay, so those are the announcements. And then, oh, oh how did I forget? Okay, so Turkey Day is Thursday and then Friday is, well, we're not totally off. We have iBud tonight at the virtual movies that's gonna be coming up on this Friday. That's why it's called Friday night. Um, and with those wonderful clues is the ever popular, effervescent Mr. iBug Guy. iBug Guy, are you out there?
14: Well, I never, I- never was there ever a cat so clever as Magic. is
20: Yes, yes, yes. Here I be.
1: Here you is? Okay.
20: What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here with you again tonight. It is so good to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Be sure to check out the turkey song if you missed it from Saturday. Oh, I don't think anybody report, missed it. Keep When going. the uh, podcast come, comes out. And we all like to communicate. And the best way to communicate is through language. You know, most languages uh, were uh, evolved out of a need to communicate. People made them up in whatever areas. Of course, you're familiar with the Romance languages and the Germanic languages and all the others from the Middle East and Africa and the Far East, but there are some totally made-up languages out of creativity. Does anyone know what some of those may be? cling Klingon, yes, Trekkies Klingon. always can come up with that one. Klingon. Nikki. Nikki, go ahead. Esperanto. Esperanto. Was that made up created for a create creativity reason? I'm not sure. Uh, how okay. about elders? <laughs>
12: this is Shelby. All right, or Shelby. Shelby. No. Vulcan. Vulcan from Star Trek. The volcanic.
20: Yes, yes. Lots of things out of Star Trek.
14: How
20: about about out of Lord of the Rings? Anybody know what language came out of Lord of the Rings? Tolkien. Tolkien was was a linguist who created Elvish. Linda had one, sir. Linda. Okay, I missed Linda. Sorry. Big one. Pig Latin, yes. I was waiting on that one. That's one of um, my favorites as a kid. But all right, very good. There's some other other ones. Dothraki. Anybody watch Game of Thrones? Dothraki. Or the Avatar movie, Navi. Anyway, so those are created languages for the arts. That was
14: very informative. All right, informative. let's move on
20: Two-hour movie. Which also uses a new language. That's not a clue, but. All right, so don't forget, we are about to have Michael! Was
1: that an extra little trill there at the end?
20: <laughs> All right, let's get ready to rumble! Oh my god. God. We have to
1: have a song
0: with a commercial
1: he's yeah. definitely effervescent right you like yeah. my word effervescent <laughs> I mean golly
0: yes I got soda. bubbles
20: yeah. coming out of all the different parts of my stop, body stop, stop. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. What are we supposed to be doing? Oh, clues. giving out clues. All right. Okay. Don't, don't yell out the title. Say your name first. We don't need to know all the actors, and we don't need to know the uh, storyline. We just need the title. All right, here we go. Clue number one. Our film this week is a remake of a romantic drama from the 70s.
1: Okay,
20: that Shelby. narrowed it down. Well, that Shelby. Helps. Still
12: magnolias.
20: Still magnolias. Good guess, but that's not it. Clue number two. We initially see our female lead struggle with her dream to make it big as a, perform- a performer, performer, performer. It's Chris. Okay. Chris. Mm, a star is born. A star is born. And I didn't get to give my other clue where the female lead was previously involved in a bad romance. <laughs> All right. Ding, 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 ding. Chris got it. A star is born. The, the modern
7: second. version.
0: Wow. Hey, man. I wanted to say close, but no guitar, and I can't do it.
7: Watch my all right. all
20: right. All right. Very good. All right, Johnny, what do we have for our winner tonight on Clue to Clues?
1: Yeah, she was awesome. Way to go, Chris. All right. So, <laughs> for you, my dear, we know that you, well, I don't know. You have lots of talent. So, maybe you can play the guitar too, because you were going to have. A beautiful new guitar. Of course, it's a Gibson guitar. I heard those are like the best. And it will be in the traditional iBug colors. And guess what? You will also get a one year supply of Mr. Bubbles
0: now remember oh, well. that guitar you comes with no strings your, attached
1: yeah you can play your guitar in the bubble bath well be careful don't get the guitar wet and if you don't know why we're giving you bubbles come watch the movie and find out thank you for playing thank you chris good job and all right good job mr mccullough say would you like to say good night please he's already done what happened to my effervescent partner? He's gone. Okay.
20: Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I uh, had my seat, set. Oh, but no, anyway, means... yes, yes. We love those effervescent bubbles coming out of the tub. Enjoy right. them, Chris.
0: can wow. really make those bubbles.
1: I know. Wonder. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Moving back to our regularly. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on all right okay okay wow we're getting way out of control okay everybody's going on my favorite button
0: Now, wait a minute it's a- all
1: right there we go peace has been restored all the effervescence has been smashed out of the call all right so now just so we know where we're going with this we're going to have our ibug segment and that'll be like a five-minute demo of an app or tip, tip and cr- trick. And then um, at the nine o'clock hour, we have our iToys segment with Herbie. So we've got lots to get through. And then uh, at the, you know, at the end of those presentations, of course, we'll resume and have our regular questions. So Jim, everybody's muted. Are you ready to go? You are muted too. Okay, we're waiting on Jim. Let's see. Okay, hold tight. We will get Jim back, and then we will start. So.
0: All right, how about there, now?
1: There you are. Perfect. I've been go
0: talking for. to myself all night. Oh, you sounded
1: me. great. We just couldn't hear you. Okay, <laughs> we're all right. Go for
16: it.
0: All right, now. 9.42
16: p.m. Try again.
0: See, it's after nine o'clock. I don't have to do this.
16: Passcode field seven zero three
0: one. Six. Okay, what I'm going to talk about don't tonight to open. is we're gonna do a scenario. Michael and Sandja, who are the lords of creation of iBug, need to talk to each other a lot and sometimes they mute their phones or they um, block their calls or they mute their phones, uh, mute their contacts. So I'm going to show you guys how to uh, create <laughs> an emergency contact <laughs> bypass. Okay.
16: Doc, phone, one, tab bar, keypad, contacts.
0: And I'm going to find a contact on my phone. And I'm going to show you how to set this up. Adapt
16: tech. audio ducking. Audio Whoops. wait a minute. Speaking words, character headings.
0: Can you all hear the phone?
16: Actions, activate. Yeah, it's pretty headings. good. You can
1: make it a little louder. Yeah,
0: good. All right, That's
16: Okay. Good. All right, how about now? That's good, I okay, think I'll be fine. All right. This
0: guy never calls me, but we'll try it anyway. So what you have to do, go into contacts, find the contact that you want to use emergency bypass with, and open it up, which I've just done, and then hit edit. Then go down to
16: company, add for mobile. But add phone, home, add email, ringtone.
0: Go to ringtone.
16: Ringtone, default, crystal, cancel button.
0: And at the very top of the screen.
16: Emergency bypass, switch button. Off, emergency bypass allows sounds and vibrations from this person even when the ring switch is set to silent or when do not disturb is on.
0: So I'm just going to hit that button.
16: Emergency
0: bypass. I'm going to turn that on, on. And it's as simple as that. If you have a contact that you need to be in touch with, all you have to do is go to your contacts, find the contact, hit edit, and go to ringtones and double tap on that. And at the very top of the screen, you'll find that emergency bypass switch to turn it on. So, and then all you do is hit done, done at the very top right-hand corner of the screen.
16: Ringtone, last Nick done.
0: And then done again, and it's all set. It takes that little time. And if I had somebody on here that was in my contacts that would like to help me do a demo of that,
16: Clubhouse.
0: Uh, I'd be glad to do it. Marty, are you here? No, I guess he's not. Sanja, how would you like to be a participant in this demo?
1: OK, so what do I have to do?
0: Well, C- when I tell you? you, you just have to call me, but I have to set you up first.
1: OK, you're going to set me up. Edit. OK, go ahead.
16: Notificate 940. Notification. More. Dismiss. Contacts. Back button. Contacts. Groups. colonial Characters. Headings are at T S R at Mike Ray. Set best Sandhai Row and track reservations Oops. best Sandhai Row.
0: Okay, oh. now I'm going to go to Sandhai e- I'm inside Sanja's contact actions available and I'm going to edit.
16: Edit 80% per- edit done Dimmed.
0: and I'm going to go to ringtones.
16: Retab ringtone by the c- cancel okay. But by emergency bypass switch button off.
0: I'm going to go to Double emergency bypass, switch 70. button on. And now I'm going to go to done at the top right of the screen.
16: Battery power, done. Done. Edit.
0: All right, Sonja, if you would please call me.
16: So I'm just
1: one thing I had to ask. So you, because we're doing this call and everything, you've already got your do not disturb on, right? Yes. So that's yep. the premise yep. of this whole thing. Right. So I'm going to right. call you and it, it should ring. OK, here we go. Yep. Okay. Called Jim O'Neill.
4: Calling Jim O'Neill. Incoming call.
1: Oh, wow. I yeah. feel special.
14: Yeah.
0: I'm
1: going to decline.
0: Okay. Settings. And that's all there is to it.
1: Tap to open. All right. Thank you, Jim. That is, I didn't, had no idea it was under uh I would never have looked there. So hang on, let's unmute. And then we will get okay. some questions. All right. Anybody does have any questions for Jim? OK, go ahead, Shelby. Yes, me. go ahead, Real quick. Real
12: quick. Um, um, so do not disturb does not work when your phone is unlocked. Can is it possible like okay because i know when i have my dnd on when my phone is unlocked alerts and phone calls still come through the the only time it works is when your phone is locked or and another thing is what if the person blocked your number can that work like it, let's say let's say if sonia blocked my number but i need to get in contact with her will it work
0: I don't know about that. I think block means that you know you
12: block means block, right? That's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, but I figured yeah. bypass with so,
0: so, so in other words, if I block you,
12: uh-huh. uh huh.
0: I didn't know we were fighting, but that's okay.
12: Uh, well no, just just a, a general like scenario. because <laughs> yeah. uh, right. I know star six seven can bypass the block. But what? I was wondering that? if if that too can is another Sneaky way to
3: bypass the This is Herbie. Go ahead. So the blocking thing is totally different from do not disturb. That's you're just saying that they cannot actually block you. And one other thing I wanted to mention real quick is you if you go to the do not disturb settings, you'll be able to fix it so that alerts do not come in when your phone is unlocked. Okay. This
1: is Sonia. Go yeah the, the setting i think it's called like always so there you yeah. can choose on lock screen or always so if you pick yeah. always then it's you're not going to get any notifications right, right. thank you right. okay anybody else question for jim
7: marty yes sir go, go ahead. ahead
18: um yeah jim i i uh, i couldn't unmute so when you asked if i was there i, I was but anyway oh, okay um, all right if this um if you mute your phone then I guess it would, in other words, your mute is gonna like trump. In other words,
0: I guess it would vibrate. It wouldn't ring, right? No, it, it will. Would... It did ring. I muted my phone. I had my phone on mute when Sonia called me and it bypassed it. Oh, it bypasses the mute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It bypasses the mute and do not disturb. Okay. Is
10: now, Brad. does that doesn't work in both
18: directions right i mean like if i if if i went um say and and did it on your contact um would it just work if i called you or would it work like if you called me
0: from what i gather it's it's mostly local to the particular phone okay because I might not necessarily know that you put it on. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's just local to your phone. Brad, what was your question or comment?
10: Uh, Marty was asking if your phone was muted. Um, I th- I'm not sure what he was asking, but w- does that mean if you flip the switch on the side of the phone? Yes, yes I, had yeah.
0: the, I, yeah. I had the I I had the I had the switch flipped over
10: to mute, and oh. it still ran. Yeah. Wow. interesting okay. okay cool
0: yeah it is emer that's what it is. it's an emergency bypass you
1: know okay anybody else susan
0: susan All right. yes
2: um yeah a couple of things one the, for the emergency would it be for say for example i had a emergency and i need to contact my sister uh does it work that way or would it no. be like if she had an emergency and she had to contact me is it that, that
0: no, way no. around no um, understand the way this works if you <clears throat> are in a situation okay where you have to mute your phone you're in a meeting or whatever you're in church okay because mm-hmm. God doesn't like your God doesn't like your phone ringing in church I don't know why but he doesn't
14: it's distracting uh,
0: okay i didn't think he distracted that easily but uh in other words your sister needs to get a hold of you to find out how to do that recipe you told her last night well if you have her set up if you have her contact set up with emergency bypass it's going to come through that emergency it's going to come through no matter how your phone is set do you see do you follow now
15: This is Kathy.
0: Kathy, go ahead.
15: You know, it's almost uh, for if you somebody's in the hospital and you want them to be able to get in touch with you, no matter what, or one of your kids, you know, somebody that you need to let them get through no matter what, anytime, anywhere, because you don't want you're in a meeting or something. You don't want just anybody calling in with, you know, people. For important to you, but it's for that emergency time it's, where somebody has to get through.
0: It's it's an it's a special circumstance, a special yeah. exception. Okay.
1: All right. Anybody else? Final questions? Because we do want to try to get back to Dan. Okay, Jim. That was very cool. Thank you so much. Okay. Very good. I was going to do the
0: we- I was going to do the weather app and.
1: You know. uh, all right. Well, Maybe another next day. Next time. All yeah. right. Okay. So we have uh, Dan, are you still there? And uh, do you still have your question? <laughs> and you should be able to yes,
8: I there am... you are.
1: Sorry about I, uh... that. Put you yeah, on hold. A... Okay. That, that's
8: okay. I'm go that's ahead. Okay. I'm uh, I'm You're still thinking I'm still thinking about uh, the iBug guy. I think he, he needs to get one of those uh, Bubble machines, you know, like like <laughs> they used to have in the Lawrence Welk.
0: Somebody the, turn uh, off of the bubble yeah. machine. Yeah,
1: Dan, right, Dan, right. don't that's, encourage him. Dan, that's, that's don't encourage him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs>
8: my, my question is about our is about the A Lady app Alexa. Uh, first of all, I understand that it, uh, my understanding is that if someone wears uh, earbuds or some other type of headphones, you you can get around that conflict conflict with uh, voiceover on. On Alexa. But anyway, my question is, how do you, how do you update the Alexa app? Where is the update uh, function for that?
1: All right. Any of our Alexa app users, she has come up a lot today. This is Shelby. Okay, go ahead, quickly. Uh Uh Uh, Go to your main
12: app store and um, you should, on your updates on your app store, you can just update the app like that, like so. Okay. And it automatically transfers to your whatever polka dot Up choice that you have
1: all right this thank is, you
18: this is, this is marty go ahead marty um dan an easier way is if you if you have in um the settings um i think it's update apps on or something like automatically um update if you have that turned on in your apps um, if if the developer forces through an update it will automatically update your app
8: oh okay, okay. good it applies to everything
0: okay yeah yeah so right you turn okay. on automatic updates and you're good to go all right thank okay. you
1: thank you Dan. I'm glad it was worth waiting for okay who's next anybody else for the question for our iToys segment in just a few minutes. Who has a question? Somebody new that hasn't had a turn. Got lots of people that haven't had a turn. I will be quiet for a whole minute. Anybody? This is Deb. Hey, there you are. Go ahead. Um,
21: I don't really have a I don't really have a question, but
1: you're fading in and out we don't hear you share okay go ahead start over please we didn't hear you
21: um i i don't have a question but i found the solution to something that was kind of annoying to me and i just thought i'd share
7: yeah please go Um, ahead
21: it it was in the the uh, latest update um to ios um i noticed and my phone's the SE 20 is the one that I have. And every time I touch the screen, it just had this like haptics, like real fast. Um, every if you'd move your finger around on the screen, it it do that a lot. And evidently there's a there's a setting in there that um, you can turn off, and I don't know if it's for the newer ones, or just that one, or the older, I'm not sure, but um, it's uh, under voiceover, and then you go to audio, sounds and haptics, and if you go on down quite a ways, there's a thing that says no item found, and that switch is automatically on with the update, and you can turn that off, and that that makes that quit doing that all right you'll still have have some you'll still have some you know depending on how you've got other things set but you don't have that constant it was it was pretty pretty fast so anyway it was nice for me to find out so I just thought I'd share yeah
1: I think you're helping some people's sanity there good job (laughs) thank you Deb all right anybody else the quick question
5: this is terry with a, ahead, terry. a follow-up comment to about the automatic updates unless you don't want me to yeah, yeah go it's ahead. it's a cautionary tale here uh-huh. um the oh the thing you want to be aware of is if you have automatic updates on turned on and and there comes a time when you get an update that you didn't necessarily want, um, you're stuck. It's usually once an app is updated, you can't go back. So that's why some people don't turn auto updates on because they would rather update the apps that they want to update rather than having them all update automatically.
1: Very well put. Thank you, Terry, and for bringing that up. So, that is definitely true. Because, as we all know, apps get broken, right? So, with updates, that's what happens. And see what happened. Poor Marty is out there and doesn't have any chimes, and he's just going around without yeah. chimes. So, all right. Okay. So, very good. Thank you. Beware, Dan, but I think you'll be okay if you can, you know, update the individual app. We're going to get set up now. We're going to start the iToys segment, and then after that, we will resume our questions. So uh, we're going to give Herbie our attention one second. All right, Herbie, you should be able to
14: come All
3: right. So we are actually going to give our full center of attention to Shree this evening, who has a very interesting side product for Apple TV and this definitely well you know what I'm actually going to let Shree do the talking what do you know Shree
13: all right Herbie, can you hear me
3: we can yes sir
13: all right so you know at my household um, last year we made a decision to move away from uh, cable TV and go to full streaming and when we did that, uh, we obviously had to buy a streaming device, you know, either through your TV or through like an Apple TV. So we opted to go through the Apple TV. And uh, one of the biggest problems that I've heard about Apple TV is the remote. Uh, they are sometimes people have said it's difficult to use. Uh, and a lot of people have complained that it's easy to lose the remote. And so there's a company that came with a solution for this, and it's the company's called SideClick Remote. And uh, what uh, what they do is it's basically a remote attachment of your Apple TV remote to the SideClick. And it costs, uh, the retail cost is $29.99, but I found it on Best Buy. It's on sale as low as $14.99. Um, this particular remote attachment weighs about six ounces. The size of it is about five inches by 2.7 inches by 0.07 inches. So basically, it, uh, uh, when you attach this remote, uh, your Apple TV remote to the side click, it's much easier to hold. And obviously, you're not going to easily lose your remote. Uh, the side click remote comes with eight program programmable buttons. These buttons are listed, um, you know, straight down, you know, one through eight. Just think of it as that way. You know, it's got labels on these buttons, but we, as blind users, uh, we can program these eight buttons uh, anyway, any way you want. And the way we program a, a button on these remotes is you push down button number one and button number eight. So you You're gonna hold down the number one button on the top and the button number eight together at the same time. This will invoke the uh, programming mode. And then all you need to do is then pick one of the eight buttons, Uh, you push that down. And then uh, what you will need is your original remote. And with the original remote, you push whatever button you wanna program. And uh, the reason you need the original remote is because the, the side click uses the IR mode or IR technology infrared. So it needs uh, the original remote. Now with this, uh, with the side click, because you have these eight programmable buttons, you know, you can control your turning on your TV on and off, uh, maybe turn your receiver on and off or your soundbar or anything that you want to program eight buttons, you can use the um, side click remote. And the way it works is the, uh, Basically, uh, when you get the side click for the Apple TV, they also make it for other devices. But for the Apple TV, you basically get the eight-button remote, uh, which is the side, and then you get two attachments with the, the clicks. That's why they call it the side click. So you kind of click the uh, the side of the remote, and you get two different attachments because we have two different types of remotes that Apple. TV comes with. So it supports any of the Apple TVs from second generation to the fifth generation, as well as the first gen 4k. Um, I don't think it's going to work with the second gen 4k because the series on the side. So um, I'm not sure if it actually will work on that. Uh, but what basically what we would do is um, I have got my Apple TV remote uh, with the side click. And so basically. I have my attachment uh, that fits perfectly on my f- uh, first gen uh, 4K TV. And basically what, it, what, like I said, it's two attachments. So on um, the left side is your side, which is basically where all your eight buttons are. And on the right side is basically your attachment. And what you basically will do is you'll take your Apple TV remote and slide it from the bottom on, the, on one, of your, one of the two attachments and you slide it all the way through and it'll click. And stay in place in the back it's got a little push button that you can push down and that will allow you to slide the remote um out if you want to but you can also charge it by just uh these remotes because they use the lightning port you can kind of just uh pull the pull the um the notch in the back down and then slide the remote out a little bit then you can charge it because otherwise that little push down button blocks the the lightning port. And then what you basically do is you take this attachment and then you can side click it. So you just basically kind of light it up with the, with your attachment a little bit below the, uh, the left attachment. And then you just kind of click it. And so now I have a full Apple TV remote with a programmable button as well as my Apple TV and a much comfortable, uh, you know, a hold and feel, and it's almost the size, like I would say, like a mini uh, Apple phone. I would say maybe uh, very comfortable to feel. It's curved uh, on the on the uh, on the edges, so it kind of sits comfortably on your palm, and you can fully use the remote and not be worried about losing uh, your Apple TV remote. And that's what I wanted to share with you guys. And at my household, for all our streaming devices, we have a side click uh, uh, attached to it so that uh, we don't lose our remote. And Herbie, that is my pre- presentation on the side click remote.
3: All righty then. So, folks, I guess if you go to Shri's house, it'll be impossible to take his remote. Um, uh, there's no remote possibility of that happening. So, with that, we will open the stage up for questions. Let's see here. Yep, you are allowed to unmute yourself. So does anybody have Marty? any questions for Shree Marty? Um,
18: is this available, Shri, just for, like, is this available, say, like for your sound bars or your cable remotes?
13: This is Sri, So you can definitely control your sound bar with this. I use it to control my receivers. Um, now, some cable boxes, like I've heard some issues with the Comcast remote uh, because it's in, it's you're using infrared. So it's basically you know you line up your uh, your remote to this uh, uh, to this um, side click in the front because they both have a little remote sensor infrared sensor in the in the front. You, uh, you do have to line it up, but because some cable boxes have some proprietary stuff in there that uh, it may not go through to the side click remote.
18: Now, when you slide the remote in the side click, um, you don't like, doesn't it like push down the remote buttons when you, when you or how do you slide the remote in? Like the, the back of the so remote with no it, it's actually.
13: Sl- yeah, this is true. So it actually just kind of slides on the top of the attachment. So it's got a, uh, you don't, you don't, you're basically kind of holding it, you know and then sliding it uh, like you're pushing a remote from behind uh, or the back end of the attachment. So you're not holding any of the buttons cause you're just sliding it through and all the buttons are clearly exposed. So um, you have full access to all the buttons on the Apple TV remote, as well as the side click remote.
3: Thanks. Right. All right. Thank you, Marty. Who's next?
13: And, and like I said, you know, Best Buy, I think I just ordered one like two days ago, and I was surprised because I typically get it at Best Buy for about nineteen ninety nine. dollars 99 Now they, they had it for 14
3: All right. So they're going down in price a little bit. This is Sandia. Sandia, yes.
1: So as a person who's
3: lost multiple Apple TV remotes, I'm
1: definitely interested. Because, okay, so how big is this thing now? It's just like a regular remote. You said like a mini it, iPhone, so you said. Yeah,
13: so it's 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 five inches um, by two point seven inches by point okay. zero seven inch. So it's you know it's it's a pretty comfortable feel. Like uh, compared to holding the Apple TV by itself, compared to this, it's a night and day difference.
1: Okay.
5: All right, thank this you. This is Terry. Yeah, Terry. All right, yes. Um, I guess I'm I'm confused. I, I must have missed something somewhere, but how you slide this, this gadget into your regular remote, but how does how does that keep you from losing it? Because couldn't you lose the whole Darn kitten caboodle
13: still. absolutely. I mean, this is not uh, what, what this does is if you if you have an Apple TV, you know how small that remote is. It's it's basically paper thin, right? It's very thin. It can easily slide between your couch, and you know as Sandhya Sandia just um, told us that you know she's lost a few. What this does is this is, makes it a little bit more difficult to lose, but it makes it more comfortable to hold.
5: Got it. Yeah, I've not, I guess I've not seen an Apple TV remote. Maybe that's my problem.
13: It's probably the size of a, um, it's probably maybe two inches long and about four inches long, but it's razor thin. Mm
1: -hmm. This is Sonia. Yes, I do. It's just like a stick of gum. It's like two sticks of gum, you know, run next to each other. That's how, I mean, it's so thin and it's, and they're not cheap to replace. So you're definitely going to be investing, saving money by getting this thing. (laughs) I think I had to, I mean, a while ago, I think I paid up to like, I don't know. I thought it was 19, 19, may have been 20, $30 just to replace that dumb thing. So, all right. Thank you.
13: This is true. I mean, at some of some of our rooms, we don't even program the eight buttons. We just put it in there just because it's so much easier to hold it. Yeah, you know, just especially when you're hitting these buttons on the on the remote, it's a much more comfortable feel to to hold and uh, reach the buttons. So some of them, we just have it just as an attachment so that it's, it's holding our remote. And it does come with batteries. All two, right, two AAA batteries.
3: Excellent. Okay, then in that case, who has our next question about the Apple TV side click remote? All right. Well, Shri, it's uh, the reason why there's no questions is you did an excellent job as always. So uh, thank you, sir. And we will see you next time for, oh, Michael.
20: Yeah, sorry, I couldn't get unmuted there.
3: <clears throat> so
20: Sri, the, the lightning uh, connector on the Apple TV remote, is there, does the sidekick have a, I guess an insert that goes in there and then you, would charge the side click has a lightning port to charge, do the charge?
13: Yeah, so there is no lightning port on the side click. So basically, uh, you slide the um, Apple TV remote to the attachment. And so basically, when I charge my Apple TV, I basically just kind of, there's a little push down pin in the back of the remote that allows you to kind of slide the uh, Apple TV remote out. So what I do is I just kind of slide it out just a little bit so that the lightning port on the Apple TV is, uh, is exposed and then I charge it. Okay. Because <clears throat> right now when you when you slide it back in that pin covers that lightning port, yeah. the push down pin.
20: Okay, all right, thanks.
3: All righty, anybody else with any final questions for Shri? Alrighty, Well, this uh, definitely sounds like a great product for you uh, Apple TV remote users. And I don't have an Apple TV remote, Apple TV myself. But uh, if I ever go to somebody's house that does, and I see a stick of gum laying around, I'm not gonna d- d- be uh, touch it or anything like that because it may not be a stick of gum. It may be an Apple TV remote. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> All right. There you go. Thank you, Herbie. iToys, very
1: cool. And it was only up to only $14.99. Can't beat the price. Okay, thank you, Sri and Herbie. All right, now back to a regularly scheduled program. Who did not get a chance to ask a question? This time is for you. Who has a question? Linda. Yes, ma'am, go ahead. Um,
6: when-, when I am in Facebook and I find a recipe that I like, Um, It'll have a a link in my whatever, you know, uh, what's it called? Anyway, I'll click on the link. And at the top, I can save the recipe. And once I save it, I don't know how to find it after I've saved it. And it doesn't go to my favorites because I've looked for it there. Does anybody know how I can find it?
1: Oh. Okay, who can help Linda find her lost recipes that were saved on a link in Facebook? Is that right? You
10: clicked yes. on a link
1: and saved it. Okay, where are this they going? Where have they gone? This is Deb.
21: Go ahead, Deb. I might have, a, have the answer. Um, if you go into your profile and then go into the thing that says top shortcuts, if you hit there, If you tap there, then you'll get the list of things that you've saved, I believe.
1: Awesome. Great. Thank you. Fancy. All right, Deb. Good job. Okay. Good luck, Linda. We can't wait to see what you're going to make for Thanksgiving. So you're just going to make us jealous. But okay. All right. Very good. Okay. So I guess that would apply for anything, not just recipes, any link that you've clicked on and saved, right? So Okay, who's next? New question? This is Jody. Go ahead, please.
6: Can I ask a a Clubhouse question? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, So going to the latest update on the Clubhouse app, if you hit explore, there doesn't seem to be a search box there anymore. It just goes directly from... uh, you know, the top, and then it goes to people you might want to add. What to do with the search box.
1: All right. Anybody have any help for Jody with the new clubhouse update? Can't search for people. Okay. Guess not. Jody may have to come back tomorrow on our mini buzz. Might okay. find an answer there. <laughs> All right. Thank Good you. question. Okay. Who's next? Somebody new? I have a question.
3: Who has a question? This is Herbie.
1: Okay, hang on Herbie, let's give everybody a chance. Anybody else? Because if not, I have a question. Okay, so my question is, the other day I was trying to locate a link that i was i was on a website and anyway the long story is i found out that i have like 500 tabs in my safari so that was a problem because we didn't know if it was at the beginning or at the end or goodness knows where it was okay so uh how and then i i did stumble upon how to close like i closed some of the private tabs i got rid of like 189 of them, but how do I get rid of the others without literally swiping up and closing each one? I think I've asked this question before and I'm sorry if we're repeating. So anybody have a quick answer? Anybody that hasn't had a turn want to help? This
18: this is Marty.
1: Go ahead, Marty. Marty.
18: I think, yes, you did ask it before. And I think Jim (laughs) might've mentioned that you double tap and hold and it brings up more options. One of them is close all tabs because I actually I did that after we talked about it
1: okay close
18: all of them because I think I had about 500 some
1: oh good I don't feel so bad okay no. thank you Jim. thank you Marty and then okay. I
18: think you can you can also select whether you want to do it on a weekly basis or daily basis automatically
1: right okay yes I'm a hoarder, hoarder. so I don't believe in throwing anything away. So I was going through those tabs and there were some things that I had looked up in 2019 was kind of embarrassing. So, all right, maybe I need to start. Okay, thanks, Marty. All right, okay, Herbie,
3: question? Well, no, actually I was going to bring up the fact that you had something to uh, mention, uh, that you'd mentioned something at the beginning of the call before like the actual call started. So I was actually trying to give you the- uh, Oh. Stage okay. opportunity. I will mention though, though some, on the subject of your, what you brought up, that um, yeah, I'm surprised your phone didn't slow down at all with that many tabs being open with Safari. Because or your Safari didn't slow down because that's a lot of sites trying to process in the background. So I'm curious now if you know you'll notice a once you close all tabs. Um, be interesting to know if you have noticed a, like a behavior improvement with Safari at all. So. Okay,
1: thank you. All right, great. All right, anybody new, has a question, new app that they found, new observation, anything? Love to hear from you. This is Chris. Chris, go ahead. Uh,
2: good demo, Jim. Um, you, you had talked about the uh, ringtone for the emergency bypass and I'm sorry, I got I got pulled away. Did you also talk about the text tone for the emergency
1: bypass? no he did not
2: okay i, I was just going to mention that because i recently found out about this function and it's come in handy uh with certain people that <laughs> you can actually do the emergency bypass for text as well not just a call
1: oh so if a child or a mm-hmm teenager or, or teenager mm-hmm. needs your help and they don't know how to use the phone anyway they only text you so
2: well no it's for me when they keep telling me oh I well, had did i do not disturb i didn't get it well now they're going to
12: oh,
1: oh oh they cannot ignore you okay. Correct. oh got mm-hmm. it okay right
2: Right. just you know a little tip yeah
1: <laughs> okay good job Chris. thanks for sharing all right got two things there Text emergency text bypass emergency call bypass. All right, who's next? Anybody new? The question or a prop? I think I should just. Anybody? This is your turn. Okay. This, this is
18: Marty. I have something—an unusual okay go ahead It's about an old headset that i found from years back it's called swage sport it's a bluetooth headset it it's one of those um the wire is like behind it's an over the ear but a small over the ear and the wire is like behind that like on the back of the neck
6: okay it's the
18: connection wire so um There are several ports on it. And I guess to um, make it like more waterproof that the ports have like a a little cover, um, sort of like a rubber thing that you pull. So the one port by itself, I found out is a micro USB. There's another port that's like a double port. So in other words, you could you could pull the uh, rubber off on either side. One plug, I'm not sure what it is, if it's some USB, but none of the USB that I have fit in it. And then there's looks like it's a, it doesn't fit the 3.5 millimeter audio. So I don't know, but it's like for a 2.5 millimeter. I'm just wondering if anyone ever had a head, a Bluetooth (laughs) headset like that and what those ports might be.
1: All right, anybody? anybody? We're getting an echo. Hold on. All right. Anybody have any ideas of Marty's interesting headset from the past? Lots of unidentified ports. Okay. Guess not. Marty. Sorry. Okay, who's next? Anybody new? New question. Please, anybody? Free to ask a question. Okay, I have another question, I suppose. Um, you know, when you're, we've talked about navigating threads and uh, I wanna know how, if you're in a thread, you know so this is like back and forth back and forth you know herbie me herbie me okay so sometimes i've noticed at the end of a message it'll say see more from you know i don't always see everything and i, I know i am not sure what it is i mean is there because i don't always see that see more uh from
3: the other person this is herbie yeah go ahead so some of that Seymour stuff is like the original message that a message in the re- thread is responding to. Um, like, like you know, um, so that Seymour can bring up like the previous message. I find it a lot easier though to read threads with the iPhone where I will swipe down on the, th- instead of opening it, I will swipe down on the thread and go to where it says expand. And then I can read each individual message that way um and i find that a lot less confusing on the iphone than just opening it and trying to Uh go through the messages that way so don't open the thread just swipe down on the thread yes swipe down and you should see an option that says expand thread
1: Okay. Cause I know I've been, Oh no, we've talked about that on this call where we open the message and then there's like 15 people in there and then you're, yeah. you, you wrote, you wrote her and get to message and all that. So you're, we don't have to do that.
3: Nope. Okay. You just swipe down and then you can swipe to the right and read each message. You can open it if you want to um, do that. And then you can also, once you're done, you can just collapse the thread and you can mark it all as red by swiping down again if you want or deleting it, whatever your uh, preferences. And uh, there you go. So one more
1: issue, and anybody is free to help answer this question. I mean, threads are just a mystery. I mean, they save a lot of time, but I think they cause a lot of confusion, or at least they cause confusion for me. Uh, so you're in a thread, and then maybe you want to... I don't know, you need something out of it or you want to. So, if you forward it to yourself, you forward that thread to yourself. Uh, oh, what was the question? I mean, there's something about does everybody else see that you forwarded it to yourself? Probably not, right? I mean, it's only when they were involved. So, what you do with it after you got it doesn't matter.
3: This is Herbie. Yeah. So the threading is an option that you, as an individual, turn on or off with your respective mail client. So if you forward the message, no, the original sender cannot see that you forwarded the message at least i don't think m- yeah m- you're right
1: there there was yeah. some other issue that i couldn't remember if they if everybody saw it you know i am trying to remember my there was another issue i've had on a work email okay i'll have to think about that okay all right this they, is Carrie? go ahead cherry
5: i would love it if something like that would work with um text messages as well because when you're in a group there well no let me rephrase that when I'm in a group and I'm getting a plethora of of texts in this group there are times when I cannot separate out specific messages and read just one message or the other so I'm wondering if this Seymour, by the way, he's a neighbor of mine too, in case (laughs)
14: you wondered
5: uh, if this Seymour thing can work in text messaging or if there's a way to do that. So you can separate out and read individual messages.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't think more easily. um, I've only seen it in email. So one more, anybody else related follow-up?
18: This is Marty. Marty. Oh, go ahead. Marty. Uh, I wanted to also mention, and because I, I, when I, when I expanded the thread, um, I was a little surprised, but when you expand a thread, say you have 10 messages in the thread, they will not be one behind the other, because it depends on when those emails came into your, um, came in, you'll have other emails that are outside the thread that like, They'll be embedded, like in between the this other This is Terry.
5: Okay, go ahead, Terry. I don't have that problem. Um, I, there must be a setting that allows that to happen or not happen because I use thread emails, and when I expand the thread, I only get the messages that pertain to pertain to that thread. I never ever have other emails that get in between. So I wonder if there's a setting that allows oh. that to happen or not. Okay,
13: Lisa we're going to have to
1: go ahead, Tree. Oh. One last no, no, comment,
5: go ahead.
13: No. Um, I, I was just going to say, I think, I know in settings mail, you have the option to receive in the threading to whether you want the oldest or the newest to be on the top, but I've never seen uh, another mail get in between a thread when you have threads turned on.
1: Okay, that will be the final word. Thank you again. Thank you to my co host, Jim. Awesome job. And then our iChoice segment with Herbie and Shree. So we got lots of cool information today. Uh, We hope that y'all will uh, come back for tomorrow Clubhouse, uh, iBug Mini Buzz, if you have more questions. Uh, Then we also have the Mac and Talk from 7 to 8.30 Central on this same Zoom conference line. iBug not at the virtual movies. We're gonna be watching A Star is Born. That is gonna be an awesome movie come find out why we gave Chris some bubble bath. Uh, Then of course we will wish everyone a happy and blessed Thanksgiving. And we are so thankful for all of you for participating and being a part of the call. So thank you everyone and be safe and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Good night. Thank you.
13: Sandy, which version of Sarge Barn is playing?
1: 2018.
13: Thank you.